0: Welcome to a Super Bowl edition of Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Skoll and at MN Sports Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about how the Vikings compare to the Minnesota Rams according to Pro Football Focus. So let's talk about it. Now, Pro Football Focus put out what their ratings mean a 199 100 to sorry 90 player is elite so anywhere from 90 to 100 89 to 85 pro bowler 84 to 70 starter 69 60 backup 59 to 0 replaceable now i think there's a bunch of factors that go into the player's ranking it could be the how another position like offensive line could affect a running back. So take these take these ratings as a grain of salt, but with a grain of salt, but also give them some value because they do rate players against other players and consistency where that player falls you know could tell you a lot. So let's start off with the quarterback position. The Rams are in the Super Bowl. The Vikings are not. They went 8-9. and nine. We all know this. But how does pro football focus rate the quarterback position? Well, they give Matthew Stafford an 80.7. So that's starter. The mid-starter range. A little above mid-starter range. So they say he's a quality quarterback. Well, some of you may know this and others may not, but pro football focus rates ranks Kirk Cousins as an 86.4, a difference of 5.7. That puts him in their Pro Bowl category. So they say Kirk Cousins is a Pro Bowler, Matthew Stafford is a starter. I think the big difference is, is that Matthew Stafford has about 10 more interceptions than Kirk Cousins. So he's a little more of a chance taker, and it hurts him in the scoring process. If you remember, um, Matthew Stafford threw three interceptions against the Minnesota Vikings. And then Kirk Cousins only threw seven all year. Now, that's the quarterback position. Give that to the Vikings. You may think differently, but pro football focus. This is purely on what pro football focus says. Now, the running back position... Daryl Henderson Jr., well, the Rams had a hodgepodge of running backs, never really had a clear person, a front runner, a a a, a uh, horse to carry the team. They give Daryl Henderson Jr. 68.7. Dalvin Cook, now that's ranked 32nd in the league, like he's the 32nd running back in the league. Well, they have Dalvin Cook as 65. Now, do you think Daryl Henderson Jr. is better than Dalvin Cook? I don't, and that's where... That's where you may run into issues. And there's like two positions I think that the pro football focus really kind of messes up with. Um, but to, again, take it as a grain of salt. Um, so, Sonny Michelle, 65.8, Alexander Madison, 62.7. I average them together in the difference between the two. Groups are 3.4 negative to the Vikings. Wide receiver Cooper Cup. They have him ranked number two in the league as the number two receiver in the league. Well, to me, he looked like number one to me. He's got the most, he's got the trifecta, but they have him ranked at 92.3, which is elite. Justin Jefferson they have as 89.9, which is point one from being elite. So, well, actually. Yeah, he's 0.1 away from being elite. Robert Woods, 75.7. Adam Thielen, 74.5. Now, he missed a lot of the season. That number could have improved. He played injured in one game. A lot could be said about that. Odell Beckham Jr., 67.8. Probably still left over from his Cleveland time. He's a much better receiver than that. 68, um... uh, K.J. Osborne, 64.6. Now, the average of the two groups gives the Rams a favor of 2.27. So that's another negative of the Vikings. Tight end. Tyler Higbee, 67.2. Tyler Conklin, 66.6. That gives an edge to the tight end position this past year. We know Irv Smith Jr. will be back, a point six to the Rams. Now, why am I comparing the, I should probably preface this, why am I comparing the Vikings against the Rams? Well, that's because that's who's in the Super Bowl in the NFC. And where can the Vikings get to? Where can they, where can they obtain? How far are we off? I want to compare the two teams according to a third party that does not have any say in this or any dog in the fight. They don't care if the Rams or the Vikings make it to the Super Bowl. They just rate the players. Now, the tight end, or that was the tight end position. Offensive tackle, Andrew Whitworth. He was apparently a legend in the offensive tackle position. 86.1. Brian O'Neill, 72.1. Rob Haverstein, 81.7. Christian Darisoff, 70.8. A difference on the average of 12.45. So you double that. That means we're 24 points away from being a. Just as good of his offensive tackle position as they are. That's quite a difference. I think it also will have to do with, well, we'll bring in new coaches. We'll run a different, potentially run a different scheme. Let's see where we are next year. Offensive guard, Austin Corbett, 69.6. Mason Cole, 69.5. I'm having him, and I'm, I took the highest rated offensive guards. Because we have a habit of not starting the best player on the offensive line. We just have that habit as the Minnesota Vikings. Now Zimmer's gone. We have, we'll we have a different um, view into who we should be starting. David Edwards, 67.5. Ezra Cleveland, 67.6. Now both of those players are pretty young. Both of them can improve and, and move their uh, move up on the, the pro football focus scale. This actually averaged out to a complete tie. So at offensive guard, believe it or not, we tie with the Rams. At the center position, here's some separation. Brian Allen, 80.1. That's a a high starter uh, in the Pro Football Focus rating system. Brett. Garrett Bradbury is a 60 point six. That's 19.5 point difference at the center position. So again, negative to the Vikings. Defensive tackle, Aaron Donald, best in the game. They ranked him number one overall, 93.6. Michael Pierce is 78.5. I was actually shocked by this. That's a that's a that's a starter, a high starter. Now, I, I thought actually he was gonna rate a little bit lower, but apparently he does a lot of good things that pro football focus um liked. Now, the next is a Sean Robinson, 72.5 compared to Dalvin Tomlinson, 70.2, still in the starter range. Greg James, 68.1, Sheldon Richardson, 60.6, Sebastian Joseph Day, 61.6, Armand Watt, 63.6. On the average, Vikings are negative, 4.48. Now take that times four. We are 16 points away from being as good a defensive tackle um, squad as the Rams, according to Pro Football Focus. On the edge, they got Von Miller, 88.7. Again, almost elite. Daniel Hunter, 81.2. Obanaya Okaranoa, I messed that up badly. 79.1. Everson Griffin, 63.7. Leonard Floyd, 70.4. DJ Wanam, 49.8. Average edge was 79.4 versus 64.9. That is 14.5 points. Take that times three. We are 32 points away, or more, 33 points away from being as good a edge rushing team. So... Which is odd because we had uh, one of the best sack teams in the league, but we weren't against the run. So we'll see. We'll see how that changes this year. Again, I'm not talking I'm including free agents because it's rating what the Vikings were this past year. And then, you know, I'm gonna talk about who we may replace potentially, or who we'll keep potentially. Linebacker position, Ernest Jones, 58.6. Anthony Barr, 64.8. So, that's a plus to us. Troy Reader for them, 45.6. Eric Kendricks, 59.3. Now, remember I said they. it seems like they really hit the linebacker and running back position hard. You don't really know exactly what they're looking for here. I. Um, but, this was in favor of the Vikings, an average of 10.5, so... We were 20 points better at the linebacker position than the Rams. So so there you have it. Cornerback position, Jalen Ramsey, 84.5. Cameron Dantzler, 71.5. So he actually slips into the starter position. Dante Dion, 67.4. Patrick Peterson, 63.1. I honestly thought Patrick Peterson was better than Cameron Dantzler this past year. They kind of got Patrick Peterson a little bit there. Um, I don't know about that. Now, Darius Williams, 65.1. Mackenzie Alexander, 40.2. We are negative for, on average 14 points against the Rams. That's, in total, 32 points. We are away from being a better, as good a cornerback squad as they are. Safety. Jordan Fuller. Harrison Smith 79.9 that puts him in the high starter category now Taylor Rapp 65.5 compared to Xavier Woods 66.1 on the average they have us better than them as a 3.1 by 3.1 on average so we're a total of six points better than their squad now they don't have a fullback apparently we do CJ Ham is a seventy point six. Makes me wonder, Kevin O'Connell coming in here, what he'll do at the um, at the fullback position. We would, I think, save about a million and a half, if I am not mistaken. Actually, I have it up here. We would save uh, one point nine five million if we cut CJ Ham. Now we all know CJ Ham is pretty effective out of the backfield, catches passes, good short yardage running back. Every once in a while, breaks a decent run but does he fit in our offense would we do better if we brought in another player and maybe every once in a while play tight end at fullback who knows what will happen when we come in when we come in here but kevin o'connell is known their offenses he've been associated with have been uh, a lot of two tight end sets so we'll see there now of those players, Tyler Conklin, Mason Cole, Sheldon Richardson, Evan Ever, Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr, Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander, and Xavier Woods are all free agents this next year and could lose them. To improve the Vikings, we need to first fix the cap, keep the talent we need to keep, and keep, uh, pick up key free agents to fill holes. Now, I'm not going to talk about free agents. I don't feel like doing that until actually the free agent period because you don't know who what players could get released. And, you know, the, some of the players will sign back right away, so why even talk about them? There's so much information that will come out that I could easily more easily talk about free agency. But let's talk about the draft. And also keeping free agents. So I... I listed a couple here. Tyler Conklin, although played great, would we improve that position even more if we um, had Irv Smith Jr. as a a starting tight end? Now, Tyler Conklin was pretty good. He's listed as a backup with Pro Football Focus. I don't know how much that is true. Maybe it was just how we used him. But Irv Smith Jr. has more talent, and that will be an upgrade alone at that tight end position. I do feel keeping Tyler Conklin would be good for the team, but how much is he going to get paid? Would that money be better spent on another free agent filling a different um, position, considering Irv Smith Jr. would be projected to get most of the playing time? Mason Cole. I am suggesting to keep him. Play him at the guard position. Where, he'll, where he improves that right guard position. Or move him to center, where he would improve the center position and eat up some of that gap we have with the Rams. Garrett Bradbury, still under contract. We are probably not going to claim him for his fifth year on his rookie deal, just because of how he's played. Now, I do feel once he got out of the starting lineup, he felt a little heat, and when he got put back in, he played a lot better. So could Garrett Bradbury this offseason make a jump show his show his value cuz he's playing for his um his financial life next year cuz he'll be a free agent most likely after the 4th year I doubt we give him 10 million dollars to be our center on a fifth year of his rookie deal I don't know how much he would actually get but that's probably about what it'd be or I don't know I, I it's tough to just tough to figure out per position what and where you were drafted in the first round, and how much money you get as a as a uh, fifth year starter or a fifth year rookie on the rookie contract. Now Garrett Bradbury, we could go both ways there. Mason Cole could go over. Why Davis can come in. Why Davis could learn the um, center position. Who knows? I'll talk about a, uh, There is a potential placement or replacement in the first round, but I do not think Vikings will go a, a second. Toe dipped into the pool of first-round centers after Ger- Garrett Bradbury kind of flopped. Defensive tackles. Sheldon Richardson's gonna be gone, but he was only a little over a million dollars, and he was flexible. He played defensive end a l- lot for us because of Daniil Hunter going down, and he was our best option. So Sheldon Richardson's flexibility and only being a million dollars, I'm saying bring him back if we can get him for around the same price. That would be that would be pretty good. Especially if we're going to a three-four defense, and he could play, um, he could play defensive end in a three-four defense, a in instead of the traditional defensive tack or three technique tackle that he normally plays. But we played him a lot at end this year because of the injury. Everson Griffin, I think he's, I think he's might not never play again, and I don't think the Vikings are going to give a third you know it's a, a third chance to everson griffin i i love the player and he'll be in the ring of honor he's uh, the sack daddy you know i'm going to i loved everson griffin he was a big leader but two times now he has been lost for the season for mental health issues and i i feel bad but i think the vikings move on from him anthony Barr, 64.8 Again, they really hit the linebacker position. He's a free agent. They hit the hit it hard, but he would be a very good linebacker if he was given more opportunities to rush the passer. And I think if we move to a 3-4 because of our potentially new def- um, defensive, uh, or de- defensive coordinator, Anthony Barr could be a big fit in that. And how much is he worth considering the injuries he's had this past year this well two years ago and he it lingered into this year and he didn't play in every game. So Anthony Barr could be could be gone for good, or he may see a fit with the Vikings or not see more money out, out in free agency. Most likely I think he's gone. I think someone's gonna pay him. Someone's gonna need a, a very talented linebacker. Cornerback position Patrick Peterson, I think this grade's low. I think he was a leader, a solid defender. I think we should have, I think, you know, when he was playing against Devontae Adams, he should have been on him the whole game because he was eating up the other corner the entire game. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander played terrible. It shows in the grade. He's gone. Xavier Woods, now there are some games where he got burned. But he he played pretty solid most of the rest of the season. Now, I say it, Xavier Woods is probably gone. But, you know, would it hurt to keep him again? I If we could get him cheap, yes. It would be fine to keep him. Then keep um, Cameron Bynum switching in and out of that position. Now, that's that brings me to this. Um, yeah, Cameron Bynum was the other player I said could replace... A, uh, safety. So let's put him in front of Xavier Woods. It's his second year. We're saving a little bit of money there. Now the other place we could go is the draft. In the first round I, I looked at a few players. There's a defensive tackle, Jordan Davis. He's six six, three hundred and forty pounds. He's a bull rusher who moves the pocket on the edge. Now well now I uh, sorry he's a d-tackle but Jordan Davis d-tackle he's a bull rusher moves the pocket I think that's I think we missed that. I don't think we got much of that and maybe he'd be better against the run than the two defensive tackles played this past year. However, new scheme, new coach, we may we may fix that. But if we decide to let um some tackles go, for instance, Michael Pierce is a 10 million dollar cap hit. $4 million uh, dead money, we would say $6.5 6, uh, $6. million if we let Michael Pierce go. That would be a savings, and if we drafted a defensive tackle like Jordan Davis, that could f- fit the bill. That that could be a potential replacement. Now, there's a cornerback, Ahmad Gardner, 6 foot, 200 pounds. He's a man-to-man corner with an alpha mentality. The so Amon Gardner, uh, his nickname is Sauce. <laughs> it a cornerback like him would be a good fit in the first round, just because of how far we are behind at the cornerback position against a team like the Rams. Now, offensive guard in the second round would make a lot of sense. So let's say just based on our lineup, if we didn't release players, it look like looks like cornerback would be a good spot. There is a linebacker, however, Delvin Lloyd. He can rush the passer. Um, he's from Utah. He's like Anthony Barr 2.0, except given the more opportunity to rush the passer and tack the line of scrimmage. So Delvin Lloyd would be a great fit. He's moved up from a second-round talent to a first-round talent very fast. People are looking at him. He's going to be gone in the first round, but he'll still be there at our pick number 12. Now going to the second round, offensive guard, I uh, uh, Jamar say sorry, Jamar Sa- Salier, six point four, uh, he's six foot four, three hundred twenty five pounds. I'm sorry, I'm fumbling up here. Uh, I need to do better with my notes. Uh, he's three hundred twenty five pounds, plays with nastiness, very good run blocker, can play tackle. So that's the kind of flexibility we'd want. He's not a center. So if we move a, a cold to center, this would be a great fit, a right guard. We would, we would have two solid tackles, two solid right guards potentially, and a solid center. We'd improve our line quite a bit by going second round, Jamar Salyer. Now, Ed, there's an edge rusher, Kingsley, Ednagbar, uh 6.4. Again, I haven't heard a lot of these names said yet, so I'll get better as the draft comes up. Six, uh, six foot four, two hundred sixty-five pounds has a blend of burst, length, and power. Does not project as a project. Protects, projects as a starter in the league. Uh, second round edge rusher that would improve our deficiency at the defensive end position. Right now, I would have us do going cornerback, based on what's what we need. Um, Ahmad Sauce Gardner at cornerback, and then going. Offensive guard Jamar Sodlier in the second. Now the third round, Quai Walker, a linebacker. He's 6'3", 240 pounds, super rangy linebacker. USA be second team All American. And then there's Edge Boye Mafe, six point or six foot four, two hundred sixty five pounds. I did a whole thing podcast on just him recently and his story as a defensive end coming. From uh, His family's from Nigeria, and he grew up, he was born in the U.S. and grew up in the U.S., but his family's from Nigeria, and he plays defensive end for Minnesota. The defensive end position is loaded this year. The edge rushing category is loaded this year. He could play in a 3-4 at outside linebacker, edge rusher. So look. At a, two players like this, one we need more linebacker depth, or one we need a better defensive end. So, if I was to say just based on a need, I would go cornerback, offensive guard in the second round, and either one of these players, linebacker, edge rusher, would be a, a good fit for us, depending on what we do at free agency or who we keep. So, my out of the least project. Uh, category, I would say Kawhi Lock, uh, Walker at linebacker, but the fan in me says Minnesota, edge rusher, go get him. It'd be nice to have a gopher on here. If it wasn't for it being so deep at defensive end, this guy's a second-round talent for sure. Uh, now, a little bit on the cap hit, I talked about Michael Pierce being uh, $6.5 million savings. Kirk Cousins, $45 million cap hit. Nothing past that, we we release him as forty five million. We hit get hit. We trade him. We save um, thirty five million. Uh, if we extend him, can we get that cap hit down to thirty to thirty five million? Yes, we could. So we could save ten million by we by extending his contract, which looks like we're trending to, or could it be a smokescreen to build up his trade value? But he's on. He's he's been credited with giving the thumbs up as, to hire Kevin O'Connell, and Kevin O'Connell giving the thumbs up as liking uh, Kirk Cousins, and I think that has a lot to do with him getting hired. Vikings are good about not saying whole, you know, saying what they believe. You know, they you keep it in house. It doesn't. A lot of things don't slip. If it slips, it's because they wanted it to slip. Now Harrison Smith he's 13.5 million on the cap. He's 7.6 dead. We only save 5.8 million. But that if we released all we got rid of all three of those players in the right way, we could save 45 million right there. Three players. Then throw in Eric Kendrick's 42 now. That's he's 13.5, 5.9 dead, 7.5. So we save 42 million. But you got to remember, we got to replace these players. <laughs> so Dalvin Tomlinson can't release this guy. Seven point five million cap, ten million dead money. This is a no go releasing Dalvin Tomlinson. Could you trade him? Yeah, you would save seven and a half million, and you'd eat three or two and a half million dead money. Seven point five is an affordable number for Dalvin Tomlinson. Uh, hopefully, he plays better in the new scheme. But we're kind of stuck with two nose tackles. You know, so one. I think one will go. I I do kind of th- lean sixty forty that one either Michael Pierce or Dalvin Thompson goes. Michael's the easier to get rid of. Adam uh, Thielen sixteen point nine million. Eleven point one is dead money. Five point eight. Yeah, this uh, I uh, is like a cap savings. So Daniil Hunter. Twenty-six million cap hit, eleven point four six dead money, fourteen point six savings. Adam Thielen's got the worst cap hit uh, per, and, and Danielle Hunter's got the worst cap hit outside of Kirk Cousins. These guys need to rework their contract if they want to want to stay. They're not going to pay Vikings are not going to pay Adam Thielen sixteen million ne- next year. They're just not gonna do it. I love the guy, he's my favorite Viking right now. I just, I hope he extends his, I hope he uh, restructures his contract or even gets an extension that gives him more security. Maybe he's gonna, it'll be over five million. It's dead money, 5.8 million. Could he make eight million Um, a year average? Could we give him a signing bonus? I don't know, we'll see what happens. Daniil Hunter, I love the guy. He's a uh, amazing talent. Uh we're not gonna pay him that 18 million come the signing where his uh roster bonus comes up. We're just not gonna happen. I want to see Daniil Hunter uh, rework his contract, stay with the Vikings, cause if he leaves, that's a huge hole in our defensive line. Well, that's it for today. That's me talking about the Vikings and at what pro football focus thinks about the Minnesota Vikings compared to the Los Angeles Rams. Thank you for listening. If you're a stats junkie like me, you'll enjoy things like this. If you're not, you know, hey, listen for a little bit. See if you like stuff like this. And then, you know, move on. I talk, I mainly talk about stories about the players, where they come from, what their history is, you know, the, co- the coaches' coaching history, players, you know, a little little insight into who they are this one was all about pro football focus i'm glad you were here with me today i appreciate every one of you talk to you soon enjoy the super bowl until next time have a good day